is the supreme, all-loving person. <laughs> Even this microphone is quite personal. <laughs> because there's a loving person who's controlling it. <laughs> Similarly, Mayatyakshena Prakriti Suyate Sacharacharam Hetunani Dukonteya Jagadvi Parivaratate. Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells this entire cosmic manifestation, he's the ultimate controller. So just as when we understand and love the person, we see everything in connection to that person. The Ishopanishad declares Om Purnam Adapurnamidam Purnat Purnam Udachyate that the Supreme Truth is the cause of all causes, who is all perfect, an all perfect, all loving person. And therefore, everything that emanates, all spiritual and all material worlds, when we understand their connection to their source, then we see the perfection that's underlying everything. Srila Prabhupada describes the difference between material and spiritual is our consciousness. Essentially, everything is spiritual. When we understand and practically interact with nature in the loving service of the Lord. Knowing Sarvaloka Maheshwaram, everything is the property of the Supreme. But when we forget that, when we forget that I'm an eternal soul, I'm part and parcel of the Supreme Soul, and everything in creation is the property of the Supreme Soul. That forgetfulness is called ahankar, or the false ego. We're identifying with something that is maya, which means it's not what it appears to be. I am not this body. I am in this body. But who am I? And when we understand the true nature of who I am, then we understand the true nature of our bodies. And we understand the nature of all bodies and all creation. And we even become enlightened by screaming baby. <laughs> Whatever I'm saying is being tested at this moment. <laughs> Thank you for um, helping me to pass the test by taking the baby <laughs> to a place where she can be happy. So, <clears throat> when we do not understand who I am, Aham Brahmasmi, 
that we that everything in our awareness is covered by this cloud of illusion. And then we start thinking, I am black, I am white, I am red, I am yellow, I am brown, I am male or female, I am from this country or I'm from another country and this is my friend and this is my enemy. It's all based on a misconception that I'm this body. And then when we think I'm this body, then we think this is mine and this is yours. And then we start fighting over on the basis of insatiable greed and arrogance, selfishness, anger, envy, depression. These are all the, the consequential results of this misconception. Yoga means harmony, union. When the mind is united with the body and in harmony with the soul, and the soul is in harmony with the Supreme Soul, Krishna, then we understand our harmony with all souls, every living being who is part and parcel of Krishna. Krishna tells, I'm the father, I'm the mother, I'm the source of everyone. And Sarvaloka Maheshwara. And then we live in harmony with nature. Because as we become enlightened, we don't want to exploit, we want to serve. And according to how we serve, according to how we surrender with love, Shadranagati, according to how we take shelter of this higher principle, Krishna reveals himself, the Supreme reveals accordingly. Sri Radha reveals herself accordingly. So Skanyatra is very special. Om the whole purpose of yoga, the whole purpose of religion, the whole purpose of spirituality and life itself is to purify our minds from the dirt of selfish lust, envy, anger, greed, arrogance and illusion. And as we clean the mind, the heart, then the true light of the soul, the true light of our innate love for the Supreme Being, for Krishna, it's revealed. <coughs> it's always there. Nityasinta Krishna Prema Sajya Kabunai. But it's covered by all of these misconceptions and all the desires and all the fears that are born of those misconceptions. So Snanyatra Krishna, along with Balaram, the original guru, and Subhadra, 
the source of all spiritual and material energies, they appear in these beautiful forms and allow us to bathe them. Now, why do you usually bathe? You bathe somebody, or you bathe yourself to get clean. Yes? That's a pretty universal understanding. Some people take bath in rivers, some in the ocean, some in lakes, some in showers, some in baths. In India, I remember when my parents, when they first came to India in 1989, and we went to Jaipur, and we were going to go to Brindavan after that, and we were supposed to take a plane to Agra, and the airlines shut down. India is very predictably unpredictable, <laughs> especially those days. So we had to drive. And driving, it was a long drive, Jaipur to Agra first. And it was amazing. The street was packed with people and buffaloes and cows and goats and hogs and rickshaws and cars and trucks. And, and the driver was going full speed with his horn going. <laughs> and he had a super loud horn. <laughs> You have to do with the needful. So he had a super loud horn, and somehow or other, you know, my parents thought it was like Moses parting the Red Sea. <laughs> somehow or other, this ocean of people just, just within inches, everything got out of our way. So that was, they, they started to realize that this is, I, we heard about how people go to India to, to get deeper faith in God. <laughs> We're beginning to understand. There's no way this can happen without some higher force saving, saving us at every second. And then there were some people, and they really economically deprived people. And they were on the side of the road, a whole family. And there was this pump well. This, you know, you pump it. It's much louder. It's usually. <laughs> and they're pumping and pumping and pumping, usually about 20 or 30 pumps, and then water starts coming out. And they were pumped. We were, because there was a certain traffic jam, so we were stuck in one place. And right in the side of the road, there was this pump. And the father was pumping and pumping and pumping, and then, and then the wife gets down there and she takes, she gets under the pump and into the water and takes a bath. And then about five children, they put them under there taking a bath. And then the mother and all the children are pumping, and the father takes a bath. <laughs> and there's a line of about ten families waiting their turn. And they were thinking, this is really a simple life. Actually, I'm supposed to talk about Rathiyatra. <laughs> Remind me to get back to that, please. Um, <laughs> but 
even though they had so much difficulty for living, still every morning, and this was very early, they would all take their bath because cleanliness is very important. Hygienically and also spiritually, cleanliness is next to godliness. And, they, and also their own human dignity, however poor, they were clean. And you can see, they were not beaten down because they had a certain inner um, esteem based on whatever they could do to do their best, they were doing their best. And the parents said, they look a lot happier than millionaires and billionaires we know in America. They probably are, in many cases. So, here is Krishna Balaram and Subhadra, the supreme absolute truth. In this verse I quoted before, Krishna, it is said that whether one is pure or impure, or even having passed through so many situations of life, one who remembers this, the beautiful Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose name is Pavitra, that means supremely pure, we become purified. Namachantamani Krishna's Chaitanya Rasvigra. Krishna is not different than his name. When we remember Krishna by chanting his name, Chaitotarvanamarjanam, we become purified, we become clean. It's like an abhishek on our mind and our heart. And Krishna appears in the hearts of devotees. When we have proper association of devotees, we become clean. And Krishna appears in the form of the Archamurti, the deity, just to reciprocate with our love so that we can remember and become pure. And here we are. We're bathing Krishna, and when we're doing it, we're bathing our own minds and hearts so that the beautiful quality of the love of our souls can manifest. So Snanyacha is very esoteric. It's very deep and it's very meaningful on so many different levels. Is Krishna ever dirty? How could God, how could, how could Pavitra, the Supreme Pure, ever be dirty? Can darkness ever be on the sun? Did you ever think of that? Is there any darkness on the sun planet? Not possible, it's all light. But Krishna, he accepts the mood when Yashoda Mai and Nanda Maharaj were the father and mother of Krishna and Vrindavan, one time the little cowherd boys, Balaram and others, they complained to Yashoda Mai, we saw Krishna eat dirt on the bank of Yamuna. And the mother, she's loving Krishna as her own child. Gopal, why did you eat dirt? Don't you know how sick you'll get if you eat dirt? 
If you eat dirt, your mouth will get dirty, and then your stomach will get dirty, and then the dirt may go into other parts of your body. Why did you do this? And Krishna said, I didn't do it. And Yashoda Mai said, but all your friends are saying you did it. Even Balaram, your brother, who's always on your side, he says you did it. And Krishna said, they're all telling lies about me. If you don't believe, look in my mouth, see if it's dirty. <laughs> now the reality is, he did it. So that's a question. How could the absolute truth tell a lie? It's not possible. <laughs> he was speaking this just to increase the love of his mother's heart. She looked in his mouth and just to distract her from seeing dirt. He manifested the entire universe in his mouth. His mouth was only this big. In all the universe. It's not like he concentrated it like we do with orange juice. <laughs> it was fully there. He saw all the planets, he saw the sun, and he saw the moon, and she saw she saw all living beings. She saw mountains and oceans. She looked a little closer and she saw herself looking in Gopal's mouth. Wonderful. And she was thinking, what am I seeing? What is this? How is this possible? Maybe my son is something, someone very great, but how could he be something better? How could he be so great? How could he be God? How could he be a saint? Because when he's hungry, he cries until I feed him. And when there's thunder, he runs to me because he's scared. This is the love of ex the loving exchange. And then Krishna closed his mouth and smiled, and she forgot what she saw. Krishna, please, take my milk and be happy. So in this way, the Lord is all pure. But it's a pastime. We're allowed to be a part of this pastime. In the process of cleaning, we're in a mood of serving in such a way, in an absorption, in a mood of serving and pleasing. And through that consciousness, we become cleansed. And in Jagannath Puri, which is in the state of Orissa in India, this Yatra, since time that we cannot even trace out, has been celebrated every year. And after this, Lord Jagannath Balaram and Subhadra go into seclusion for about two weeks, traditionally. And then comes the Ratiyatra. Srila Prabhupada explains, this festival of Ratiyatra represents bringing God, bringing the supreme all-attractive, all-loving Krishna back into our hearts, back into our lives. There's a beautiful procession. Where there's three chariots, huge chariots. And I 
think Juggernaut's chariot has 18 wheels. And each wheel is bigger than me. Wow. And they have thousands of pieces. And there's a new chariot made every year. They don't use the same one. They make them brand new every year. And the only people who are allowed to carve the wood for these chariots are families who have been doing it for thousands of years. From the time they're born, they're learning how to do it practically. And it's amazing. These chariots, Juggernaut's chariot is so huge, and there's hundreds of people on it, along with Juggernaut's, who's very large in size. And they don't use a single nail, a single bolt, or a single screw. Everything is carved to fit perfectly. And giant ropes that are being blurred. Million, usually an average of about 800,000 to a million people assemble on the street to pull every. So at the time of Lord Chaitanya, about 500 years ago, Lord Chaitanya is Krishna in the mood of a devotee to teach us how to be devotee. In Bhagavad Gita, Krishna tells, Bhammana bhavamad bhakto madhyashivinam namaskuru mami vaisya shishakyamte prabhijani priyoshine. He's teaching this bhakti yoga how to harmonize our body, our minds, and our words in, in the supreme truth through devotional service. Through utilizing our body, mind, and words in a spirit of seva, or devotional service. Radha Bhavadudhita Nomi Krishna Swarupam. Lord Chaitanya is Krishna who's come to taste the sweetness of the love of his devotee, and especially his supreme most devotee, Sri Radha, and teach all of us that beautiful gift of devotion. So he invited devotees from Bengal and so many provinces every year to come and celebrate Ratiyantra. And I'm going to tell you very briefly because it's a very long story and it's a wonderful story and you should definitely hear this story and study this story and discuss this story. But I'm just going to tell one little part of it. At least that's my plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first time Lord Chaitanya celebrated with the devotees. Jagannath, Balaram, and Subhadra were bring, being brought out of the temple. And they're very large size and very heavy. It takes so many people, strong people, to carry. And the people who are carrying are called dietas. Dieta means one who has received the mercy of the Lord. And as they're carrying, they have 
beautiful silken rope around the waist of Jagannath. And they're, they're carrying, some are under his feet, some are on his back, some are carrying, holding on to the ropes. Usually there's about a dozen very strong people who are required to all be holding the Lord at the same time to carry him. I've gone many times for this Ratiyatra in Puri, and I'm close friends with some of those people who carry. And sometimes Jagannath is going back and forth like this, and he looks like he's completely intoxicated. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked the Dayatapati, Ram Kumar, I said, you must, for all people together, you know, there's about a dozen of you carrying Jagannath, and for him to be going back and forth like this, you know, you must rehearse or something <laughs> to get, you know, synchronized to make him go back and forth. He said, no, not at all. He said, that's Jagannath moving. We're trying to hold him still. <laughs> subject. <laughs> so as the Dayatapatis are carrying, the king of Orissa, his name was Pratapa Rudra. He was sweeping the street in front of the Dayatapatis, in front of Jagannath so that everything would be very clean. He had a broom with a golden handle, and he had fine sandalwood oil. And he was, the best sand, sandalwood oil that he had, he was sprinkling on the street and sweeping, sweeping, as a menial street sweeper. And Lord Chaitanya was watching. And he was very happy. Because you see, the supreme being is within our heart. Ishwara Sarapaputa Namaritesha Junatishtiti. And what Krishna sees from within the heart is how we make spiritual progress. It's not how the world sees. It's not according to the impressions that we make on others. Krishna sees our motivation, our, our sincerity, our seriousness, and how much we're really trying to please. So if King Prataparudra was sweeping the street because he wanted to get some votes, <laughs> then Lord Chaitanya would not have been very impressed. But first of all, in those days, king did, kings actually were kings. They weren't just you know symbolic um, representatives of something of the past. They were kings for life. 
I didn't need votes. He was the king. Lord Chaitanya saw his heart from the core of his desire. He considered, I'm not the king. God is the king. And I'm entrusted with this responsibility, this role, to take care of God's children, which means every single citizen, every human being, of all different categories of human beings. Every cow, every elephant, every cat, every dog, every insect, every tree, every plant, wherever there's life, it is sacred, it is a part of God. And a king is not meant to rule over and control, a king is meant to serve. They are God's children and I am entrusted to protect them. I remember Srila Prabhupada, he was looking out at a gathering of devotees. And he was saying, I see all of you as the representatives of my guru. Which means how I serve you is how I'm serving my guru. We're not proprietors, we're caretakers of divine property. This was his mood. He was so eager, so anxious, and so happy to take on the most menial, simple service of a street sweeper. You don't need a high education. You don't need royal descendancies. You don't need money. Anybody could sweep the street. Why was he taking so much joy in sweeping the street? Because actually, even when he was ruling over citizens, taxing people, overseeing militaries for people's protection, and everything else a king does, his mood was always the same as when he was sweeping the street. I'm just the servant of the servant of the servant. Not just the servant of the servant of the servant, because there's no higher aspiration to be. very interesting because here's the dietas and one section of the dietas are coming from family or families whose profession was to take care of pigs and hogs now pigs and hogs you know to be a, it, it's not a very prestigious position taking care of pigs and hogs and they didn't kill them they just took care of them so they were considered very very simple poor people and Prabhupada is coming from a family of royalty for generations and generations no difference. The dietists are carrying Jagannath and the king is sweeping the street so that where they carry him is nice. They're united. 
There's no, I'm king, you're a pig farmer. You're a servant of the Lord, I'm a servant of the Lord. That was the respect they had for each other. This is the principle of Daibi Varnashram. What everyone, according to our nature, according to our occupation, according to our role in our family, in our society, we're all servants of that same higher power. And therefore we appreciate each other. We facilitate each other. Every part of the body has its own the lungs, the kidneys, the pancreas, the heart, the brain, the little toe, every part of the body has its function, its shape, its color, but every part of the body is facilitating every other part of the body. And in the same way, a healthy, a healthy social body is where everyone is there for each other, whatever our role. The ego separates us. But yoga, spirituality, unifies us in this higher principle. And here is such a graphic example. The pig farmers and the emperor are all serving together. And in one sense, the king is tanking an even more menial service than the pig farmers. <laughs> They're carrying Jagannath. He's sweeping for Jagannath. But there's no high, there's no low. There's only love and respect. And this is how the Ratiyatra begins, establishing this principle. And Lord Chaitanya saw the king from, from the earnest, honest core of his heart. He just wants to serve everyone in the simplest way. And Lord Chaitanya decided then he will get the greatest mercy. Now previous to this, the king, Pratapa he wanted to have a personal meeting with Lord Chaitanya. But Lord Chaitanya is a sannyasi, he's a monk. And in those days especially, things were very traditional. So sannyasis or swamis did not have meetings with people who were very much surrounded by materialistic things. And kings are very much surrounded by materialistic things. So when he asked for this interview through Sarvabhoma, Lord Chaitanya said, I cannot, I will not. But then when Ramananda, another devotee, Ramananda Rai came, he said to Lord Chaitanya, how the king went out of his way so much to make him happy. Lord Chaitanya said that Krishna, he is more happy when we serve those who love him than when we serve him. 
Because this king is a servant of the servant in his heart, Krishna will be merciful to him. And now Lord Chaitanya was seeing it himself. The king was a street sweeper. And everyone was watching. We're going to center our discussion today, especially on the mood of the king. So Lord Chaitanya, he divided his devotees into seven kirtan parties. Each kirtan party would have its own lead singer, its own lead dancer. Each kirtan party would have two murdangas playing, many, many kartals, and so many people singing. A brief description. The first party, Lord Chaitanya, he assigned Swarup Damodar Goswami to be the lead singer. And the lead dancer was Adwaita Acharya. The second party, Srivas Thakur was the lead singer and Nityananda Prabhu was the lead dancer. The third party, Mukunda Dutt, who was one of Lord Chaitanya's dear most friends from childhood. Mukunda Dutt was the lead singer, and the dancer was Srila Haridas Thakura. The fourth party, Govinda Ghosh. There were three brothers who sang such sweet kirtan. Madhava Ghosh, Vasudev Ghosh, and Govinda Ghosh. They were the leaders, and Vakreshwar Pandit was the lead dancer. Lord Chaitanya said about Vakreshwar Pandit, when you dance, he said, I could go on singing forever as long as you're dancing. And Vakreshwar Pandit said, as long as you go on singing, I'll go on dancing. <laughs> so they had really good times together. <laughs> And the next party was from Shantipur, and Achyutananda was the lead dancer, the son of Advaita. There was another party from the village of Shikanda, and Narahari, and Raghunandan were the lead dancers. And the seventh party was from um, Kudiragram, and Ramananda and Satyaraj were the dancers. So Lord Chaitanya divided them up and had them all singing. And he had four of the parties in front of Jagannath's chariot, one on either side and one behind. And this is very important. Lord Chaitanya, he folded his hands, looked up at Jagannath and offered prayers. And all the devotees, before really going into this kirtan, they all folded their hands to offer the same prayers. And among those prayers was Nahambi Pro Narat Patir Nabi Vaishona Shudra Gopi Paratur Patakamala Yodas Dasanadas. I am not any of the roles or designations that may be there for society. Brahman, Chaitriya, Vaishya, Shudra, Brahmachari, Grihastavana, Prasanyas, 
We take these roles, we have responsibilities in these roles, and we follow these responsibilities very, very carefully, but our identity and our purpose is not to be a Brahmin or a sannyasi or a grihasta or a brahmachari. We have to follow the roles that are designated to these, to these placements very carefully, but our mood is that we're simply trying to be the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant. The Anu, the very little servant of all other servants of the Supreme Being, the Lord of the Gopis. And that is how Lord Chaitanya established this principle. And here was the king. And here was the pig farmers. They were all in that same mood. And they had a wonderful kirtan. And Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, the author Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, gives great details of the loving exchanges that were taking place in this kirtan and the incredible ecstasies that Lord Chaitanya was manifesting in this kirtan. At one time, Lord Chaitanya was dancing. There were seven parties. They were all in different places. And Lord Chaitanya wanted to make everyone happy. So he expanded himself to be in all seven parties simultaneously. It appeared that he had seven forms. And not only that, but he appeared to be looking directly and personally at each individual. So in each of the kirtan parties, everyone is thinking, there's seven parties, but Lord Chaitanya is only with us. He never leaves us. <laughs> and not only is he only with us and never leaves us, but he just keeps looking at me. <laughs> so everyone was so happy. But nobody could understand that everyone was thinking like that. <laughs> Only one who really had a pure heart of love and devotion could understand what was going on. And among them was King Prataparudra. He could see this great mystery. And what was the mystery he saw? Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur explains the first part of the mystery that was revealed to the king was that Jagannath and Lord Chaitanya are one and the same person. And Lord Chaitanya is pulling Jagannath and dancing in front of Jagannath. And Jagannath's watching. And sometimes when Lord Chaitanya would go into great, beautiful, sweet dance movements, Jagannath the whole chariot would stop and nobody could make it move because he was watching. Lord Chaitanya, his love in the mood of Sri Radha was, was conquering Lord Jagannath. So King Pratapaputra could see here is the one supreme God in the role of the supreme and a devotee of the supreme and one is dancing and one is watching. Achintya beta beta. 
The absolute truth is one, but the absolute truth can expand in so many ways for the purpose of accommodating loving exchange. And the second thing that he saw was how Lord Chaitanya was in all seven Sankirtan parties simultaneously, and he was reciprocating intimately, personally with everyone at the same time. You know, little people like me, I can only see one person at a time. But Lord Chaitanya, there's devotees around him in circles by the thousands, and each one is thinking, he's looking at me. He didn't manifest, you know, um, eight heads. He didn't manifest many eyes. But he's Rasa Bihari. He's expert in loving exchanges. He's Ajitya. His inconceivable power to love and to receive our love. King Pratapuruja said to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and Kashi Mishra, look, what, look what's happening. This is incredible. And they just smiled and embraced him and said, King, you thought you were being rejected <laughs> because Lord Chaitanya would not take an interview with you. But just see how he's showing his mercy. No one could understand this, what you're seeing, unless one is receiving grace. And then at a certain time, Lord Chaitanya was dancing and all seven groups came together as one group and he was singing and he was dancing. And to protect his dancing from crashing into so many people, because there was, there was hundreds and thousands of people on that street that day. How many of you have been to Ratayatra in Jagannath Puri? So you know how many people are on the street. It's, you really have to be... Um, Flexible. <laughs> Otherwise you get crushed to death. <laughs> Something like that. So, Surabhdhamadar Goswami and others, they made one circle around Lord Chaitanya. And then Govinda and, and, Kashi, er, and Kashishwar Pandit made another circle. And then King Pataparudra made a third circle around the other two circles just to protect. And Lord Chaitanya was dancing, and at one time, Lord Chaitanya danced, and he fell right into the arms of the king. And when Lord Chaitanya looked up and saw the king, he jumped off. And he said, how abominable. I have been touched by a materialistic person. <laughs> then he went somewhere else and danced. And the king was... <laughs> and then Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya, he said, King, you are so fortunate. <laughs> he's only saying that to be an example for others. <laughs> but actually, he's very happy. <laughs> you, are so you are so fortunate. And the kirtan went on and on. And there are so many beautiful narrations 
Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami describes the inner meaning of of, of Rathiyatra. It's described in Srimad Bhagavatam, 10th Canto. Where Krishna left Vrindavan when he was only about 10 and a half years old. And the residents of Vrindavan, the Gopas, the Gopis, Shirada, were feeling such intense love and separation from him. He went to Mathura, then he moved to Dwarka. And at a certain occasion, Krishna invited the residents of Vrindavan, the Bhijabhasis, to Kurukshetra. In Kurukshetra, there was a solar eclipse, and it was traditional to go there to observe this eclipse because it's a very holy place. So after long decades of separation from Krishna, they finally saw him again. And Lord Chaitanya was in this mood of Sri Radha seeing Krishna after a long time and wanting to bring him back to Vrindavan. You are the same Krishna and I am the same Radha. And these are the same moonlit nights of the month of Chaitra. But I want to bring you back to the banks of the river Jamuna to a forest of Kadamba trees. Here, you are surrounded. You are surrounded by soldiers and warriors and kings and queens. There are horses, chariots, rattling chariots, elephants. So much grandeur. We want to take you back to Vrindavan, where there's just the simple forest. And the only noises are the buzzing of bees and the singing of birds. And your companion is your flute. Here you're dressed like a royal prince. We want you to come back home where you're dressed like a cowherd boy with a peacock feather with flowers, wild forest flowers around you. We are not experiencing even a trace of the happiness as when you are in Vrindavan. And actually, our acharyas tell, the reason they were doing is because they know Krishna's most happy in Vrindavan. Because the intimacy of the love there is incomparable because it's so sweet, it's so pure. Krishna allows himself to be the child, the friend, and the lover of his devotees. So this Rathiyatra from this perspective is bringing Krishna from his royal opulences in Dwarka, Mathura, Kurukshetra back to the simple loving home of Vrindavan.
and the kirtan was in that spirit. At a certain time, a place called Balagandi, where everyone's allowed to make offerings to Jagannath. Thousands, tens and thousands of offerings are made all around the chariot. The king, his queens, the princes, the princesses, the simple farmers, the, the mercantile people, everyone was just cooking and cooking and cooking and bringing something offering to Jagannath. And at that time, Lord Chaitanya, who was dancing all day and kirtan and singing, he went to a private garden with some of his devotees that laid down to rest. And Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya and Ramananda Rai, they told King Prataparudra, disguise your, now don't disguise, put, take off your royal robes and wear very simple dress and go in and massage Lord Chaitanya's feet and legs and sing the Gopi Gita, the beautiful prayers of Srimad Bhagavatam, the Gopi's love and separation. So King Prataparuja had faith and he received their blessings and he went to the garden. But first, with folded hands, he begged for the blessings of each and every one of those devotees. Then he bowed down to Lord Chaitanya and started singing Gopi Gita and massaging the Lord's legs and feet. Jayati Te Dagam. Lord Chaitanya heard this and he, he was so happy. He didn't recognize the king. He did, but he didn't. <laughs> How is that possible? That's the nature of the Supreme. God is, God is great, gives us an indication. But what is that greatness? The name Krishna means all attractive, supremely attractive, all supremely lovable and supremely loving. So if you know everything, and you could do everything, then if you want, you could also not know. Does that make sense? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, but it makes sense. <laughs> the supreme truth, if he knows everything and he could do anything, then he wants to not know something, then he could not know something. But at the same time, he knows it. But at the same time, he doesn't know it. Is that possible? If you say it's not possible, then how could he do any, then how could he do anything? How do you go? <laughs> That's why the great saints of all traditions, they tell us, the more you understand God, the more you understand the supreme truth, the humbler you become. Because you understand how much you can't understand. <laughs> And the more you don't understand, the more you understand. And the more you can't understand, the more you don't understand. And then the more you understand. Like that. <laughs> so why is that situation for us? Because whatever qualities are us, its origin is in Krishna. 
But Krishna, it's only to increase and enhance the reciprocation of rasa or love. So Krishna, so Lord Chaitanya, who knows everything, Vedaham samititani vartamanani parjana. Krishna tells in Gita, I know everything past, all things in the present, all things that are in the future. I know every living entity, every thought, every action, every word that anybody, that everyone has ever said, spoke, or done. And I know everything else. But me, no one can know. But still, Krishna makes himself known. And here he is. He doesn't recognize the king. His Leela Shakti. He's in so much of a blissful state. His Leela Shakti. He, does, he doesn't know who this person is. And the king's in disguise. And Lord Chaitanya heard him singing this beautiful prayer of love. And Lord Chaitanya said, go on reciting, go on reciting. And he kept reciting one prayer after another after another. And then he recited a particular prayer beginning Tavakatamratam Taptajivanam, which is describing that the, the sound vibration of the words of the Lord and the descriptions of the Lord are so purifying that they give shelter for anybody who's in any condition of material suffering. And they're meditated upon and, and, and tasted with such limitless sweetness by saintly persons. And anyone who broadcasts the glories of the Lord is Burida, his most munificent welfare worker, doing the greatest benefit. So when he read that, when he recited that, Lord Chaitanya became so ecstatic. He got up and embraced King Prataparucha. Once, twice, three times, he embraced him repeatedly. And Lord Chaitanya was so grateful in his ecstasy of love. Tears were pouring from his eyes, and he literally bathed the body of king, of the king, with his tears, and the king was crying in ecstasy, and he was bathing the Lord with his tears. And then Lord Chaitanya said to him, you are Burida, you are the most munificent, you are the most munificent, you have come to give me such nectar by repeating the glories of the Lord to me. I can never repay you, please tell me, who are you? No, you can't, you can't tell a lie to the absolute truth. <laughs> king Prataparuja, if he would have said, actually I'm the king in disguise, you already, you already declared you're, I'm not allowed to meet you, that would have been very difficult. So this, where I'm going to culminate today's narration. What did the king say when he was asked, who are you? The king spoke the truth. 
the king spoke, not just these external designations, I'm the king, Pratapa this is my name. Because your body changes and your roles change. You could be a king in this life and you could be an insect in the next life. We don't know. The mind changes, the body changes, our roles change. He spoke his inner heart. Who are you? I am the obedient servant of the servant of the servant of all of your servants. And my only aspiration, my only prayer in life is to forever be the servant of the servant of your servants. Lord Chaitanya was so pleased. He revealed his opulences to King Pradhaparudra. He revealed his form of Krishna. And all the devotees were watching. And this is such a special feature of the story. Krishna Kaviraj Goswami tells, and Srila Prabhupada amplifies this message, that all the devotees were filled with happiness to see how the king was receiving the Lord's mercy. And Srila said they were filled with bliss and their hearts were so wide open with happiness. The king is getting this mercy. And Prabhupada says a, a true Vaishnava is a person who is never envious. The more we actually connect with our own souls and our own love for Krishna, for God, the more we become everyone's well-wisher. Another's happiness becomes my happiness, and another's suffering, out of compassion, I share that suffering. That's the ecstasy of love. When someone is getting special mercy, when someone is successful in what they're doing, a devotee doesn't become envious, jealous, depressed. A devotee becomes joyful. Just see how this person is getting special grace of the Lord. That well-wishing disposition toward others is what actually opens our heart to receive the mercy ourselves. Someone may do something good if we're happy for them. If we're happy that they're making spiritual progress, they're getting special blessings, just by being happy for them, we may get more mercy than they're getting. But if we're not happy, that we've lost the greatest opportunity of our life. Material consciousness, we become arrogant when we can do something better. And we become either jealous or 
depressed when, we're, when we can't do as much. But a devotee is happy just doing the best they can, honestly, earnestly, sincerely, and is very happy to see anyone and everyone making progress and getting blessings. And that is the true principle of a spiritual community. And there's nothing that gives more joy to the Lord than when we contribute to creating such a community by our example, by our standard of, of consciousness. Where everyone is there to lift each other up. If someone's down, we're there to help. If someone's up, we're there to help. If I'm up or I'm down, there's devotees there to help. In giving, we receive. That appreciation, that affection, is, is the Vaishnava state of consciousness. And that's the true meaning of Sankirtan. Whether we're in Kirtan together, chanting and dancing, or whether we're cooking in the kitchen, or whether we're preparing for a festival, or whether we're taking care of our family. Whatever we may be doing, we are trying to uplift each other with Krishna in the center. That is Sankirtan. And then when we come together to chant the holy names of the Lord, Krishna is with us. When we develop that kind of community, Krishna says, I am always where my devotees are together to chant and hear my glories. But it's not that just we could go out and do all you know, things hurting each other and then we come and chant and think that Krishna's there. For Krishna to really manifest himself so that we can experience him in kirtan, We have these values of community that we're sharing. And here Srila Prabhupada is explaining that when Prahlad Maharaj personally met Narasimhadev, the Supreme Lord, the most powerful feature of the Absolute Truth, Narahari, Narasimhadev offered Prahlad any benediction. Little Prahlad, you're only five years old and you have endured so much difficulty just to remain faithful and, and loving to me and you're compassionate to everyone even under the most difficult tasks. I, I want to give you anything you want. Prahlad said, if I ask for something for myself then I'm not a devotee. I'm just doing business with you. And in this particular purport of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Prabhupada is saying, the only thing Prahlad wanted is the blessing of eternally being the servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. And Dhruva Maharaj, Kuvera, 
the treasure of the devas, offered little Druva any benediction. And he could have given anything material. And little Druva only asked one thing, to forever be the servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. And Kolaveta Sridhar was a simple banana leaf seller who was in difficult poverty materially. And when Lord Chaitanya offered him anything, material or spiritual, you can have a palace. You can have your own planet. You can have all the eight mystic perfections to perform miracles. You can have liberation. You can have elevation to my supreme abode. And Sridhar said, I only want to be the servant of the servant of the servant of your servants. And here Srila Prabhupada culminates the purple by saying, we can understand through these histories that the greatest aspiration anyone could ever strive for, the greatest blessing one can ever pray for, is to be the loving servant of the servant of the servant of the Lord. Why? Because nothing pleases Krishna more than that consciousness. Lord Chaitanya blessed King Pratavarudra and never let on that he knew who he was. He knew who he was, but he didn't know who he was. But he didn't know who he was. <laughs> <laughs> and after King Lord Chaitanya again embraced him. King Prataparudra bowed down, and then he went back to the devotees, and the devotees were so much celebrating from their heart of hearts. Just see, they were more happy than if they got to embrace the Lord by seeing another devotee being embraced by the Lord. And King Prataparudra, he didn't come back and see, just see. <laughs> Lord, embrace me. He touched the feet of every devotee. It's only by your prayers, it's only by your instructions, it's only by your blessings that the Lord accepted That was his mood. That was the mood of Rapiatra. And then King Prataparudra and so many others arranged a big, big feast for Lord Chaitanya and all the devotees, and they had nice prasad, and I know all of you really want nice prasad now. <laughs> But then the Ratiyatra ended with one, one more little incident. It was time to continue the procession. And there were thousands and thousands and more thousands of people with these giant ropes and they were all pulling and pulling but the chariots would not move. What to do? So then these gigantic strong wrestlers came, all of them in the whole kingdom, and they started pulling with all of their strength and they couldn't get the chariots to even move an inch. And then they got the royal elephants and they hitched up the elephants and the elephants and the, and the wrestlers and the people, they were all pulling and pulling and nothing could move the chariot and Lord Chaitanya was just smiling. He saw Jagannath doesn't want to move. What can they do? 
And then Lord Chaitanya told everybody, you stand aside. And he gave the ropes to his devotees, who were all little people, you know. <laughs> Physically, you know, they were just little people, and they were holding the ropes, and they didn't even pull it. Then Lord Chaitanya got behind Jagannath's chariot and pushed it with his head, and boom, 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 boom the chariot started. And the devotees were like, we're not even pulling it. Jagannath wants to go. And in this way, they reached Gundicha, which is and our beloved Srila Prabhupada, he loved this festival so much because of its inner meaning and its accessibility, its inner meaning. The deepest spiritual truths are realized through this festival if we understand appropriately. And on the more external level, it's an opportunity for people all around to hear God's names, to taste God's prasad, to see the devotees, to have the darshan of the Supreme. It's just a wonderful way for so many thousands, tens and thousands, hundreds and thousands and some rapiyachas of people to become purified. So many wonderful books are being given during the Rathayatras. So it was Prila Prabhupada's dream when he was a little boy. He used to have Rathayatras in the alleyways of Calcutta. And in 1968, I believe it was, he established the first Rathayatra in San Francisco first Rathiyatra in the history of this planet outside of India. And Prabhupada named San Francisco New Jagannath Puri. There's a New York, there's a New Hampshire, there's a New Jagannath Puri. And even the mayor made it an official annual day. It's a holiday recognized by the government, the Rapiacha Day in San Francisco. And then there was, there was Rapiachas in London and Chicago and Philadelphia and New York City and, and, and Hamburg, Germany and Paris, France and Nairobi, Africa and Bombay and Delhi and Punjab and so many places all over the world. There's hundreds of Rathiyatras in hundreds of places in the world. And especially in Boston, Massachusetts, USA. <laughs> spirit of service and the spirit of gratitude and the spirit of empowering and appreciating each other and chanting Krishna's names. It is my hope and my prayer that you have a very happy, wonderful Boston Rathiyatra. And I thank you very much.
time, please um, be sympathetic because nobody gave me a time to end. <laughs> My reputation is such that nobody even bothers. <laughs> but thank you so much for your patience. Thank you for being such a wonderful, wonderful community of devotees. So happy, so honored. Shall we chat for a few minutes? Viva!